Hi, I'm Carrie Hickenlooper with Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 13, The Power of Thoughts. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Sister Scriptorians. We're going to do something a little different today. We're still going to be in the scriptures, but we're going to be focusing on application. And I want to introduce to you a model. It's called the CTFAR model. I have two podcasts that I listen to every single week. The first one that I listen to is The Life Coach School by Brooke Castillo. And she happens to be the mentor of my favorite podcast called Better Than Happy by Jody Moore. And she is an LDS life coach. And she uses this CTFAR model that Brooke Castillo developed. And both of these women are dedicated to helping others be able to have clarity of thought so that their clear thinking can produce the results that they most desire in their life. So here's the model. CTFAR stands for Circumstance, Thoughts, Feelings, Actions, Results. Circumstances are neutral. They are just the facts of what is happening in that moment. We develop thoughts and we can choose our thoughts. We can choose to have negative thoughts. We can choose to have neutral thoughts. We can choose to have positive thoughts. But these thoughts are what create our feelings. So if we want to control our feelings, we must figure out what our thoughts are and work with those. Some of you might think, well, I'm just feeling something. I'm not thinking something. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh, stop. When you're having a feeling, stop and pay attention to what your brain is telling you in that moment. What thoughts are you having? And what can you do to flip around those thoughts to better control the feelings that you're having? Because our feelings then drive our actions and actions produce our results. So if we want to be able to have better results, we must go all the way back to our thoughts. The wonderful thing about this is that this makes us powerful stewards of our agency. Because we sometimes think that other people make us feel something. No. It's our thoughts about the circumstance that cause these feelings to rise within us. So to become powerful stewards of our agency, we must become powerful stewards of our thoughts. This has been a fantastic tool for me in my life. And I love it when I can see the truth of this principle in action, in the scriptures. And 1 Nephi chapter 3 and 4 give us plenty of examples about how our most desired results begin with our thoughts. For example, circumstance. Remember, those are neutral. It's just the facts of what's happening. So let's look at a circumstance through the lenses of Laman and Lemuel. Circumstance. They are commanded to go back to Jerusalem and to get the brass plates. Notice that there's no opinion. There's no measurement of difficulty or easiness. That's just the 
circumstance, the fact of what is occurring. Thoughts. Laman and Lemuel believed and were thinking this is a hard thing being required of us. So that thought then created, you can kind of read in between the lines on this one because it doesn't necessarily talk about their feelings, but it caused resistance and adversarial feelings towards their father. Their action was to murmur. Do you see that? Their negative thinking about the circumstance caused negative feelings within them, which then caused a negative action. And what was the results? Again, reading between the lines, we can see that there's conflict between them and their father, Lehi, who also happens to be the prophet. So they're in conflict with the prophet also. Let's compare that to Nephi. The circumstance is the same. He is commanded to go back to Jerusalem and get the brass plates. What are his thoughts? I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them, that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. So what are the feelings that Nephi had? Reading between the lines, we can see that he is feeling assured, bold, confident, determined. And then what is his action? His action is, I will go and do. And then what is his result? It's a tender moment between him and his father, in which his father says that Nephi is favored by the Lord. It is my belief that if we start to be very careful with the thoughts that we have, which is going to improve our feelings, it's going to enhance the actions that we take, and it is going to get the results that we most desire eventually. It is my belief that we're going to be able to also feel in our own life that the Lord also favors us. And we're going to be able to feel his love for us more clearly and more intimately because our thoughts are clear and not clouded with all this self-doubt and anger and criticism. All right, let's look at some other examples. This next example is about Laman. The circumstances, he is the one who needs to go ask Laban for the brass plates. Now, we don't have any thoughts in the scripture about what he's thinking at this point, but I think it's okay for us to, to assume that he's thinking, I don't want to do this. And let me tell you why. Back in the wilderness, Laban sure had an issue with Nephi taking leadership over him. He is the eldest son of Lehi, and he knows that it is, it is his birthright and responsibility to be the future leader of this family. And he is extremely sensitive to Nephi usurping that role of his. Yet outside of Jerusalem, after two weeks journeying, the sons of Lehi are still trying to figure out who is going to go and ask Laban for the plates. So the eldest son of Lehi, Laman, is advocating his responsibility of leadership in this point in time. He didn't want to go. They cast lots and it ironically turned out in which his lot was picked. And so he was the one going. So thoughts, I don't want to do this. Feelings, if you're having that thought, feelings that you might be experiencing is trepidation or lack of clarity of even knowing how to do what's being asked of you and what your action should be. His action was he asked for the plates. And unfortunately, the result in this scenario was Laban became very angry and threw Laman out and accused Laman of being a robber. 
and Laban threatened to kill Laman. What an awful experience. This is the point in scripture that I just wish we had more information to know why such a violent reaction from Laban. Now let's look at the sons of Lehi and how they respond to this situation, to the results of the circumstance. Frankly, my thoughts are that's a horrific result. How did the, how did the boys look at this? So the circumstance, Laban threw Laman out and refused to give him the brass plates, accused him of being a robber, and threatened to kill him. The thoughts that the boys had, we can't get the plates. The feeling was sorrowful. The scriptures said that they felt sorrow. And their action was they desired to return to their father in the wilderness. That's it. That the action was because their thoughts were, can't get them. We tried. We can't get them. And they were sorrowful and they were going to take action and go into the wilderness. That's not what ended up happening. But let's look at the potential result. What would have resulted from that action? They wouldn't have had the brass plates. And we've already studied in a couple of episodes that those brass plates were needed for spiritual grounding and to know their true identity. And so without those brass plates, they would be ignorant. Their future generations would be ignorant of the plan of redemption. We've seen how difficult it is to pass down that kind of knowledge without a written record. And also we have seen that a people without that record soon forget the God who created them. So this was important for their future generations. Now let's look at Nephi and how he responded to this circumstance. Nephi's circumstance to obtain the brass plates. His thoughts, he's still thinking, I will go and do. He's still remembering the Lord doesn't give commandments to the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. So his feelings are of hope and optimism. He's also curious about how he's going to solve this problem. What does he need to do in order to be able to keep the Lord's commandments? So that's kind of a thought, and that's also a feeling. He's, he's feeling curious, but he's also having thoughts. He's having problem-solving thoughts. Action. He decides it would be a great idea, and he takes action on it, and so do the other brothers, to give Laban all of their precious things in exchange for the brass plates. What was the result? He threw the boys out. Laban threw the boys out. He sent his servants to kill them, and then he took all of their possessions. Ah, so you're thinking, well, see, Nephi was very, he was very clear in his thoughts. He was having positive thoughts, and yet here are his results. But as you know, that's not the end of the story. And for you, as you're likening this to yourself, you have complete control over the end of your story too. And I agree with you. Those aren't satisfactory results. And that's what Nephi felt too. So the story continues. Let's look at Laman and Lemuel and their thought process. The circumstance, Laban sent servants to kill them and they escape and hide in the cavity of the rock. Their thoughts. They must be thinking about thoughts of the danger that they just escaped. That would be the natural thought that they would be thinking because their feelings were they were angry. And that says that in scripture. Their action was that they spoke hard words to Nephi and Sam and actually hit them with a rod. 
And what resulted from these negative thoughts, feelings, and actions that they were taking, the result was they abused their brothers and complicated their family relationships. It's at this point that a heavenly messenger appears and asks, why do you hit Nephi with a rod? The Lord has chosen Nephi to be a ruler over you. I'm sure that went down really well with Laman, but it's information that he just needed to know that he wasn't right in the sight of God. But Nephi was, and Nephi was doing what he was supposed to do. And isn't that interesting? Because we need to keep in mind last week's podcast. Our first attempts are not always in our best interest to have be successful because the Lord is in a process of preparing us. So just because two attempts had failed doesn't mean that the Lord isn't supporting Nephi 100%. He is, just not in the way us humans think of things. The heavenly messenger also says, go to Jerusalem again, and the Lord will deliver Laban into your hands. It's this point in time that I just find this particular thought process so interesting by Laman and Lemuel. The circumstance, obtain the brass plates. The thought, their thought, even after having a heavenly messenger appear to them is, how is it possible? How is it possible that the Lord will deliver Laban into our hands? Behold, he is a mighty man, and he can command fifty, yea, even he can slay fifty. Then why not us? The feeling, it doesn't say that in the scriptures, but I don't think it's a far stretch, to say that they were in fear. Let me tell you what I mean by that. I happen to believe a lot of our bad behavior, I don't know, can I say all? I'll just say a lot. A lot of our bad behavior is because of our fear, our fear of failure, a fear of not being good enough for the circumstances and challenges we're facing, a fear of missing out. And for them, they're, they're fearful of missing out on their life. So those are valid fears. I'm not knocking them for their fears, but their action was inaction. Their negative thoughts, their self-defeating thoughts, then created paralyzing feelings of fear, and then it created an inability to act, and therefore, no results. But here's Nephi, his circumstance, obtain the brass plates. His thoughts, this is where his thoughts go. He's still thinking, I will go and do. He's still thinking the Lord will prepare a way for us to accomplish this thing which he has commanded of us. He starts then recalling scripture and he starts likening himself unto Moses and the circumstances that Moses found himself in during the exodus of the Israelites. And boy, did that seem to really apply to Nephi during this time. He also focuses on the angel and the assurance that the Lord will deliver Laban into their hands. So he kept all of those thoughts in his mind. He didn't allow doubt to creep in. He filled his mind with scripture and with promises and with determination and with the knowledge of who he knew God was. And that created feelings of faith, assurance, and persistence. During this time, Laman and Lemuel were responding to Nephi with feelings of wrath. So they were beyond angry now. And I don't even know what their thoughts were at this point. Maybe, maybe Laman is feeling angry that his younger brother is now acting as a leader, just like the angel said he would. But they are wroth. And what their action is, they began to murmur again. And also their action was, they ended up following Nephi. 
but they hid. Nephi's action was to creep into the city, and he went forth towards the house of Laban. And remember, it's at this point he still doesn't have a plan. But what are his results? The result of all of the thinking that he was doing and the feelings he was having and the action that he was taking, the results were Nephi was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which he should do. And isn't that the point that we're trying to get to in our life? We're trying to get to a point in which we are feeling and knowing that the Lord favors us and is pleased with the things that we're doing. And we're trying to get to the point in which we can feel the Spirit and be led by the Spirit in our daily lives. And my argument is, it begins with your thoughts. In D&C section 121, verses 45 and 46, it says, Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men and to the household of faith. And let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. See that? We're to have virtuous thoughts unceasingly. And here are the wonderful blessings in store for us if we do. Ready? Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God. And the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion and thy scepter an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth. And thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion, and without compulsory means it shall flow unto thee forever and ever. We truly saw the promises of this scripture fulfilled in Nephi's experience in keeping his thoughts focused on the capability of the Lord, despite the circumstances he faced. And at any point in his experience, he could have chosen to believe that his experience was giving him evidence to the contrary. Instead, his faith-filled thoughts blazed a path for him to act in confidence with who he knew God to be. And the doctrine of the priesthood, God's power, it did distill upon him like dews from heaven until he was capable and able to accomplish his task. If he would have called it quits at any point and chosen defeated thoughts, he would have missed out on the promised blessing of having the Holy Ghost be his constant companion, giving him the power in knowing he was acting in righteousness and truth. Sister Scriptorians, I challenge you this week to clean up your thinking. Don't end the story prematurely with thoughts of doubt and defeat. Instead, choose thoughts of hope and assurance of who God is, which will create feelings of love, giving you new empowering actions to take and eventually producing the results that are best for you. Have a good day.